Thank you for joining us on Merit Matters, a virtual series highlighting current events, industry experts, and local community engagement. I'm your host, Tammy Birkland, Principal of Merit Construction. Today I have some very special guests from my own team with me, Chrissy Cody, Scott Seeley, Jeff May, Adam Coleman, and Darren Hall. Together with me, they make up the Merit Safety Team. Safety plays a critical role, not just at Merit, but at any construction company. In honor of it being Safety Week, we got our team together to share the challenges we've faced and the solutions that we've implemented as we continuously strive for the safest possible job sites. I appreciate you guys joining me today. We're just gonna talk a little bit about safety and talk about the culture of safety at Merit. One of the things that's really important to me is that everyone come home safely every day to their families. And it's shocking and heartbreaking, some of the things that can happen if you don't put safety first. So I just I wanna highlight the way that we go about safety and I want to ask you some questions so we can share with other people, what does safety look like at Merit? Just how construction safety works and what challenges that we are going through. Jeff, you share with me first, what are some of the daily challenges of keeping everyone safe on the job? You're going to the job sites um, at a certain time, but not all the time every day, but you have multiple job sites that you're responsible for. Well, the first thing I think is making sure everybody has a proper PPE on. And I think at the start of the shift, you can go over everything with your people on in the field, what your specific job site hazard analysis are, basically making everybody informed of what they may encounter during the day that may put them in an unsafe condition because there might be some trenching going one day or they might have some overhead and some you might be setting trusses the next day and you obviously don't want to be in the pinch point of the crane or underneath the loads or anything like that. I guess the most important thing you can do is just keeping everybody informed on what the hazards that you might encounter. How about you, Darren? I think for me it's uh, complacency and being here every day my challenge is the reminders and as every day moves along people get uh complacent and they get sometimes they're almost bored with the same reminders but it doesn't take too long before you figure out that oh that's right that's where the msds book is and you know that's right i gotta be aware of who's on the other side of that door and that there's a hole below that column I think for me, the challenge is just constantly reminding not only my crew, but the subs that are involved, because as soon as you stop reminding them, that's when the accidents start. Yeah, I think complacency is a big one, and I would say it's one of the biggest challenges we have across the board. People do something, they've done it so many times that they forget the little things that make a difference and the little things that keep them safe. I think both of those are great. I think getting people to think about it through the information like jeff was saying you know sharing the different hazards each day takes us to a place where it sort of reintroduces whatever's happening that day and and maybe is a little bit of a key to not saying the same exact thing because there's something a little different happening each day can you guys think of a particular job where there was something especially challenging from a safety perspective and how did you overcome that one in particular that comes to my mind is at Twin Star Credit Union. We were um, up there 
replacing some flashing around windows and it was on the rooftop and there was fall hazards everywhere we went and there was no anchoring point. I was at a loss initially because standardly we would always require an anchoring point and we would avoid the monitoring system because I believe that offers room for error but we didn't have another option and so that's what we did. We went outside our comfort zone and took another approach and I went out there myself and did the monitoring for the rooftop work and that was really I thought it was a challenge and it was scary and we made it through it and it was all successful and got to the other side and that was an example of using different means and methods than what is standard but something that worked and we had to adjust in that time. Yeah, I'd comment on that too, Chrissy. I think that was a great example of you taking leadership of our safety program and and talking through with everybody what are we doing to be safe and how are you going to do it, go about it? And it's like, well, we're going to throw a ladder up there and do this. No, 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 no. Let's step yeah. back, go through the processes. And and that was a great example of, of you know, adversity of, of taking a change and making sure we're doing it correctly. Yeah, I truly appreciate that about the way that you handle safety. Chrissy, you take it so, you know, seriously and to heart. And I think to have a really good safety director is so critical to any company. Having someone that cares inside and that, you know, sees it in a different way. And the fact that we we were adaptable, we could figure out how to make it work, but we weren't going to move forward until we figured out a safe way to do it. That's what we hope for from every one of our employees, that they will take that same approach and that they will do whatever it takes to make sure they're doing something safely. They, if they see something, they'll say something and have you help them come up with a way around it. But I, I do think you do a great job leading by example in that way. What what motivates you to work safely? I think it's it's really about your fellow employee going home every day safe i mean if you're in the field or, or whatever you're the carpenter or superintendent labor wouldn't you want your fellow employee or subcontractor or whomever to be safe and go home i mean if you're out on the job site and, and if you're not paying attention and looking around and, and not saying anything i mean that's the worst thing you could do if you see a situation that should be your motivation you should be a safety monitor no matter who you are or what you're doing on a job site. I think the thought of having to have a conversation with your coworkers' family could motivate you. That summarizes kind of what yeah. Scott said. You're right, Chris. You, you, I mean, nobody wants that. I mean, everybody's seen the movies, right? You're watching and, and the people from you know the Air Force Army knock on the door and give you the bad news. Who wants to do that? And if it happened, that'd be one of the worst days in anybody's life to go talk to a, a family member saying hey we're really sorry and we're here for you in the back of their mind they're going why didn't you keep my husband or wife safe don't you have a good safety program what's going on and the other motiva- motivation there is that on that same side is that you know how much that's going to cost everybody at the end of the day it's not only money it, it's it's mental i mean the mental anguish of something like that occurring when you could have made a decision or helped make a decision to stop that, I mean, that's huge. I think a good quote that speaks to that is that every shortcut has a price and it's usually greater than the reward. I think that's the big thing for me is just making sure that everyone understands 
that I care deeply about safety and it, it's not a joke. It, it, I need people to, you know, to go home every day. And I feel the responsibility to each and every person that works here and, you know, to their families. I think I would advise anyone who hasn't seen Remember Charlie to watch that. I think it really does bring it home and have you really recognize the reality of what can happen when you, when you don't take safety seriously. You know, we've had some new challenges presented with COVID, as everyone has everywhere. Certainly, we're not the hardest hit industry, but I, I definitely believe that this is one of the biggest challenges because it's one of the longest challenges. A lot of things come and, you know, you deal with them and then you can move on. And that's not been the case with, with this situation. So if you could offer advice to someone that's struggling to manage COVID, the frustrations that come along with that, the resistance, um, what would that advice be? I think the first thing that I have to do personally, and just and this goes with anything uh, on the job, is you have to set that example, right? So if if I'm not if I'm not wearing a mask and if I'm not washing my hands, if if I'm not maintaining that separation, then why would they feel like they would need to? They is in the crew, my crew, or right. stuff, or whatever. So, you, you, it starts out with that 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 initial representation. I think, in short, it would be that leading by example goes a long way. If you're doing what you're asking of others, they're going to be quicker to fall in line with that. I think that you need to listen and allow them to vent their frustrations. I wouldn't necessarily validate them, but I think it's important for people to be heard, feel heard. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, probably remind them that this is a, these guidelines are governed by the state and by OSHA. We don't want them thinking that we're pulling this stuff out of the air. We've been asked to enforce these things. And so that's what this is about. It's not, it's not merit. It's not the superintendent. It's not the foreman. It's in fact, the state of Washington. And, you know, it goes even bigger than that from a federal perspective. I think it's just reminding them of it's a safety item. It's it's very similar to anything we do in a sense on a safety basis on a daily, whether you're getting up on a roof, going into a hole, whatever. COVID is a safety item. I mean, it's a health issue too. To be healthy, you have to be safe. So people resist things no matter what it is. It, it seems like, you know, 50% are agreeable, 50% aren't. I would have hoped by now 12 months 13 months after this has all been initiated that people would have you know a better understanding of the situation i know we're, we're all frustrated i don't want to be wearing a mask all the time um, nobody does nobody wants to be, you know be stuck you know in in their house but like chrissy just mentioned we're not the ones creating the rules we're the ones that are saying we're going to follow the rules and it's really an extension of our safety program and not anything to do with being radical or different than anybody else. We're just trying to make sure that you come to work, you're safe at work. And part of that is COVID uh, protection, wearing masks, separation, testing, temperature monitoring, all that. It's just explaining to them and, and, and having, I guess, that level of understanding. Yeah, we agree with you, we're all frustrated. Uh, but we're just also trying to make you safe. 
how do you feel like you maintain a safe environment and still have it be a positive morale while keeping people excited about it and, and maybe try to even keep it fun? As difficult as it can be, and it can be, but the first thing is you have to lead by example. You, you have to follow your message. You, you have to do the right thing so everybody else will follow that. And you've got to be consistent and keep pushing that message. To keep it fun, there's been a lot of research on incentivizing people um, to be safe. And, you know, safety is one of those things you, you wouldn't think you would have to incentivize people too much because you'd think they'd want to do that. But like we said, complacency is somewhat human nature. And, you know, so an incentive helps. I think being creative with those incentives and, and changing them up here and there is really helpful. I know I am still working on it myself and yeah. trying to figure it out, you know, in my position. But we have put in place the incentive programs and we definitely take the time to recognize when safety is a priority for everyone. And we've had multiple different training sessions with lunches and movies out at Torre and other projects, but just things like that. I think people really enjoyed that. It's been a while since we've done that, but I think it really brought out and invoked thought on safety a lot. Yeah, engagement super key, and I would agree that you know having something to work toward, to work for, is a way to keep people engaged and and wanting you know to to keep up the good progress. At Merit, we have a safety team, and we try to bring someone in from every area of our workforce. And as a project manager, what does being on the safety team mean to you? By having a safety committee it gives the employees different people to reach out to. Some people not might not be comfortable talking to somebody, and but they they have the opportunity to reach out to somebody else that's on the committee. So it just gives them another, uh, another person to reach out to. You know, you can also share your experiences and stuff. When an accident has happened and you have to be the one that's notifying somebody or it's not a good thing. So just getting the information out there, making sure that Everybody, I mean, if we all act as a team and we all watch out for each other, it's going to come across a lot better. I mean, there's different ways to uh, to achieve that. You know, there was incentive programs and all that. But I think if everybody gets bought into it, then everybody watches out for everybody else. And not only our company, but for subs as well. Kind of empowers everybody to, to look after it. Um, and for me, being on that team, it, it gives me reassurance that I'm doing the right thing to keep the team safe and myself safe at all. So demonstrates buy-in to the team that I'm working with that, yes, I'm really involved in safety. And it's really important to me to the point where I want to take on this extra role being on the safety team and being involved with what our policies and procedures are in the safety department and help where I can. Yeah, I think as a, as a leader in the company, accepting that role and saying this is important to me and so it's something else I'm taking on. I mean, there's you don't get any extra credit, you don't get any extra pay to be on the safety team. But just like you said earlier, safety starts with you. You have to show as an example that you're willing to go the extra mile and I think that it does that. We we're fortunate to have, you know, a couple of project managers on um the safety team and I I think that that says that you believe in it and you buy into it to all of your superintendents as well. And so I think that's that's a huge win. So that's it. 
I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy on this. Thanks for thinking about it in advance and kind of putting together some answers. Thanks, guys.